You're listening to the Charge Forward audio blog by Chargebacks 911, bringing you the latest in payments and fraud. To learn more about how Chargebacks 911 can help you reduce chargebacks and recover revenue lost to fraud, visit us online at chargebacks911.com. This episode is a replay of a webinar entitled Beyond VCR, How Evolving Regulations Are Changing the CNP Environment, and features our COO, Monica Eaton Cardone. Hello, and thank you for joining us today for today's webinar, Beyond VCR, Understanding the Impact of Visa Claims Resolution. We are going to wait uh, a moment for people to come into the, to the room to listen. So uh, please stay on the line for a moment, and uh, we will start uh, momentarily. Thank you for joining us today. We will start momentarily. Please stay on the line. Hello. Uh, thank you for joining us for today's webinar, Beyond VCR, Understanding the Impact of Visa Claims Resolution. My name is DJ Murphy. I'm the Editor-in-Chief of CardNotPresent.com. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, the the uh, Visa Claims Resolution is a, a really, really interesting topic. I know to all of you uh, who are on board with us, uh, since its introduction in April, um, uh, the, the, the new process for, uh, for resolving disputes uh, from Visa has, has changed, and uh, our guest today is going to take us through that and through some research that they've done uh, to, uh, to see just how things have changed, if they have changed, and what's coming in the future. Uh, I'm really, really happy to have Monica Eaton Cardone with us. Monica has, uh, uh, she is the co-founder and CEO and COO, excuse me, of Chargeback 911. Monica has spoken at the CMP Expo with us many times before. Uh, she really knows her stuff on chargebacks, and I'm really, really happy to have her here today to take her through some of the things that uh, their company has found from a research standpoint uh, that merchants are going through. So in a moment, we'll get to that. I wanted to, before she starts, just take a minute to say that um, please do ask questions on your, uh, your webinar dashboard. We will get to them at the end. Uh, if we don't get to them during the presentation, if we run out of time, uh, then somebody will get to you offline. I also wanted to mention that we are recording the webinar. The webinar will be available uh, afterwards, and uh, an email will go out to all registrants who, uh, who signed up to, uh, to have access to that afterwards. And uh, that will be found on cardnotpresent.com. Um, and I believe Chargeback 911's website as well. So we will, uh, we will remind you of that again at the end. So I am going to turn it over right now to Monica. Monica, thank you for joining us and take it away. Thank you, DJ. It's always a pleasure to get involved, especially on some of my favorite subjects. Uh, so first, let's just take a look at what we're going to tackle with, with this deck today or with this presentation. Um, we're going to talk about beyond VCR. What does that mean? Uh, well, VCR, of course, stands for Visa Claims Resolution. 
And if we take a look at what VCR has, you know, really what the proposal was with VCR, what it set out to do, we're going to analyze how effective it's been, especially in the eyes of merchants, um, and really take apart the overall impact and see how things are today. So we know, according to the background, that this whole process was, uh, was really, attempt, really attempted to accomplish three main objectives. So first, to decrease chargebacks. And then we know it's also attempted to have faster resolutions and improve communications. We know that these have been weaknesses in the way that the chargeback system has worked in the past and frankly for 30 years. The platform that administers chargebacks and dispute activity um, really hasn't been updated for decades. So this is definitely a welcome change. So just so that we understand where some of the information is coming from, what we did is we surveyed a number of merchants from a lot of different industries, different sizes of business, um, and you know, with different, different uh, insights in, in terms of you know, how VCR is affecting them. Over a third of the merchants polled, we found, were actually unaware of VCR prior to our survey. 68% felt that VCR had some or more impact. And if we really drill down into that, 23%, so about a quarter, felt VCR made the process better. This is in terms of chargebacks and disputes. 38% felt it made the process worse. 42% felt that winning disputes was more difficult. And actually, this is something that we'll delve into later to show you kind of you know, the, the system or behind the scenes, what's really happening that, that may add some challenge with VCR, where you can take some of that challenge and turn it into an opportunity. And 44% felt mm. that the level of difficulty really hasn't changed that much. So if we look at VCR, you know, as a whole, really what we're dealing with, there's a lot, there's been so many changes in terms of chargebacks and disputes, but these changes have not just affected merchants, it's affected banks, it's affected the way that cardholders interact with their banks, the timeframes have been shortened, that's really been a trickle-down effect on us all. At the end of the day, if we look at, you know, all of these changes that have been impacted with VCR, why is it that merchants didn't know more? Well, because of a lack of understanding, lack of perceived relevance, so merchants haven't believed that VCR is something that they need to know about. It's not affecting them. They've, la they've leaned on their acquiring banks, their merchant solution providers, um, maybe assumed that the responsibility to learn about the changes in this industry are someone else's job. That, that really presents you know, more change and more opportunities for obstacles in trying to adapt to VCR. If we look at the companies that, that have learned the most about VCR and are, and are entering this stage even more prepared, they're companies that have a higher risk of chargebacks, so they get more chargebacks every month. It makes sense. They really have to know about changes in the chargeback mm -hmm. environment or companies that are you know, large-scale companies, big box brand retailers, 
where this is really something with VCR that's not just impacting them on the chargeback side, but probably also affecting their transactional and authorization stats. So if we isolate chargeback management, 58% of all the merchants that were surveyed reported that they didn't see a change in chargebacks. Of those who reported a decline, it was about 5%. So in, to say it in another way, most merchants have not noticed a huge difference. Now, I will say, you know, if we would have taken this survey the month after VCR, probably every merchant would have said they noticed a, a drop in chargebacks. However, digging into some of these statistics and looking at things long term, what we found is that that drop may have been the result of the entire industry trying to catch up with new systems. Issuers being a little bit late filing chargebacks, acquirers being a little late, you know, adopting to this new format, and you know, that ends up affecting the merchants as well. So bottom line, 25% felt there was an increase. And this is this goes alongside with some of the experience that we've had as well with our merchant base. The majority of increase in chargeback activity is coming on fraud disputes. And the larger the company or the higher risk sector that they're in, the more of an increase in this saturated uh, area in fraud is, is having an impact. So let's talk about misconceptions. VCR is a complicated subject. It's, it's changing, uh, it's, it's evolving, it's new, you know, pioneering technology with totally different framework. And with that, there's a lot of confusions or misconceptions um, in the marketplace. So the top five misconceptions are first, merchants have had to confront the most change with VCR. Now, if you think about it, to create a chargeback, it requires the cardholder or the, the consumer, the bank, the issuing bank or the credit card company, as well as the acquiring bank, the credit card processor, and then the merchant. Actually, the, the banks have had to probably confront the very most change and hurdles when it has come to implementing VCR. So that, that's one misconception. This has been something that's affected the entire industry, and it's taken all of these counterparts to help effectuate change. Number two, invalid chargebacks will no longer get through the system. This is another misconception. So it was, it's, you know, v, with VCR, one of the tenets or one of the goals is to help eliminate the issuance of an invalid chargeback. So an invalid chargeback would be, uh, let's say, a, a chargeback that is coming with a reason code related to fraud, but the merchant has made all of the appropriate authorizations and there is unequivocally no way that that could be fraud. Well, even though you know this is, this is a goal of VCR to help eliminate these invalid chargebacks, the, the thing is, VCR is continuing to grow, but it, it hasn't been released in a way that has eliminated all invalid chargebacks. As a result, merchants still need to pay attention to all of the fraud-coded chargebacks and even the you know, non-fraud chargebacks and make sure that they use their own due diligence and intelligence to identify valid from invalid and continue with a similar dispute mechanism that they have in the past. So that is a misconception. It's a goal, it's continuing to be worked on, but it currently there's, there's no system that is available 
that that is effective at deterring all invalid chargebacks. Part of this is because there's a human component that continues to change as well. We have customers on one end uh, that, that are definitely challenging the ways that we do business. So it makes an automated process fairly difficult to, to, to engage. Number three, there are no fees charged if a merchant does nothing. So this is in relation to a dispute uh, or a chargeback. Let's say a chargeback comes in and the merchant decides, you know, six months ago, if the merchant did absolutely nothing on that dispute, there were no fees. Well, today with VCR, there are fees. So there's a non-response fee. And what Visa has done with VCR is help to incentivize or encourage merchants to give very valuable feedback in terms of whether they're going to dispute it or accept the case and accept liability and, and accept fault for that chargeback. And this information gets sent back to the banks, the issuing banks, the credit card companies, so that we can actually use that data to create a learning mechanism to improve. If merchants with BCR do not respond to a chargeback and choose to just wait for that, that case to close and accept liability, they're charged additional fees we're not doing so. So this is a major change with VCR. Number four, B-Roll is a new Visa solution available to merchants. So this is a huge concept uh, or a huge subject of confusion, um, especially in the merchant space. Uh, so V-Roll, which stands for Visa Resolve Online, is mm -hmm. an interface, it's a tool that was developed for banks many mm -hmm. years ago. And it's, mm. it's used by banks as an mm. interface to create chargebacks and manage chargebacks. It is not, however, an interface that merchants utilize or that merchants gain access to at all. So if you imagine the merchant is not actually a member of Visa. So now I'm answering number five. Merchants can now communicate directly with Visa and become Visa members. In order to communicate with Visa directly, you must be a member which means you need to be a bank uh, or you need to have a license um, to transact with Visa. As a merchant, you, you aren't a bank, you don't have appropriate licenses, and so you don't have a direct relationship with Visa. Instead, you have relationships with licensed members of Visa, such as the merchant processing solution that you use or acquiring bank, and that's how you communicate um, in order to transact. So with V-Roll, V-Roll is a tool that banks utilize to create chargebacks and manage chargebacks. They also have the ability to utilize APIs. And merchants don't, don't actually have access to V-Roll. They would have access to their acquiring bank, let's say your portal, if you use First Data, perhaps you're using ClientLine. If you upload a chargeback into ClientLine, that chargeback would go from first data to Visa and from Visa to the issuing bank, perhaps it's Capital One, and then Capital One could effectively see that representment or that chargeback dispute in V-Roll. Not to get too far into the weeds, but just to go through these misconceptions and clear up some confusion on that. So why are there so many misconceptions about VCR? Uh, if, if we take a look at adoption and education, only about 60% of merchants were even aware of the non-response fee. And, and, and because 
the, you know, there's so much to get educated on this. And many merchants just didn't take the time or uh, responsibility to get educated. What happens is there's, there starts to be even more misconceptions, more confusion. And when you have that, then you're taking something that you could, you could use to help you, and it could actually produce a consequence for your business. Speaking of consequences, when we talk about merchants' frustrations, we have, you know, the top frustration is shorter timeframes. So with VCR, one of the changes that has taken effect is shrinking or reducing the amount of time that a merchant has to, deter to decide whether or not they're going to dispute a chargeback and send in a document or evidence, compelling evidence, or accept it. So it used to be about 30 days um, that, that merchants would have, and their acquirer would give them um, you know, just about a month to decide whether or not they're going to respond to a chargeback and then send that documentation in. However, now that time frame has reduced by about 50%. So it's at 20 days, which means the acquirer probably has even less, is probably giving you a little bit less time. Now, with the time frame reduced, then you also have some additional fees that are imposed as a result. So it's kind of a double whammy if, if you aren't aware of what the rules are and make sure that you're avoiding all of those fees, those potential fees, and get, in, get the documentation back to your acquirer as soon as possible so that you can resolve an invalid dispute. Another frustration, miscommunication or no communication. So as we went through some of the misconceptions with the term V-roll, that is newly you know, presented in the merchant space. This is a confusing term. Um, visa members not understanding how things work in payments um, and not having direct communication with Visa and, and having vehicles to understand fact from fiction. This has created you know, a lot of confusion and it's frustrating. And then fees. So we've talked about fees. Um, there's also additional fees on arbitrations. Uh, there's banks, likewise, are paying some additional fees on their end. So it's not merchants are not the only ones that are participating in a different fee structure. As an industry, we're all participating, kind of in a, you know I'd like to say it's it's more like another tax, so that hopefully we can get to a better place. And like with any new software, there's bugs, there's glitches, everything isn't perfect. You may have had experience uh, with your acquirer where some statuses were changed, files couldn't be imported correctly. This is something that is pretty standard whenever you have a platform change like this, and, and especially when it's you know, technology or software driven. And issuers being unprepared uh, with the start date. So, you know, if we sum up merchant frustrations, I think these are pretty legitimate if we take a look at the, the amount of change that VCR introduced. Now let's look at the positive. So the bright side, there is some good things about, these, about VCR. And the favorite aspect, if we just drill these down, first, faster dispute resolutions. Uh, so what that means is when now with merchants, you can submit a chargeback uh, dispute. So you receive a chargeback, you determine that it's invalid, you can submit documents, and you can get a resolution much faster. Now, part of that has been they've reduced the time frame. 
the visa is helping to impact, you know, reductions across the board and making, you know, resolving these disputes, whether you are recovering your funds um, or you're just getting a final decision as a verdict or an outcome on a case, this is actually great news and we're going in the right direction. We were taking way too much time as an industry to get to a decision on a case. So this is definitely forward progress in the right direction. Um, fewer chargebacks, less fraud. Uh, so with some merchants in some MCC categories or, or specific verticals, some of these merchants are experiencing uh, fewer chargebacks because there are different resolution vehicles that are now available with Visa. One of them is called VMPI. We'll get into this in the next slide. But there's Visa has, you know, they haven't mandated changes that are just going to produce negative results. They're really trying to, in my opinion, create a balanced equation where, you know, they, they have fines imposed to help incentivize better behavior and data and feedback. And on the other side, they're offering different rewards and incentives, like the ability for merchants to give information on a pre-chargeback notification. This is something called BMPI. So that's a great aspect and very positive uh, effort from BCR. And then, you know, a lot of people are saying, hey, we haven't really noticed anything. Um, this is a, a common response, but you know, for, for those that haven't noticed anything, in our, in our business, we work with a lot of merchants. Um, we've definitely, there's, there's measurable impacts that, that are demonstrated with just about every vertical um, when it comes to VCR. So, you know, not noticing any impact is probably the symptom of the merchant not actually understanding what, it, what was going on in their in chargebacks and disputes and with their transactions and what has changed with VCR. Again, this is really an education um, aspect. So if we take a look, one of the things that, that we wanted to address also in, in this session is to, to answer some of the top questions that continue to repeat um, that we get from, from merchants, frankly, all over the world. So the top question, and these are ranked, uh, the first one was, what is the difference between a chargeback and a dispute? So this may seem like, you know, payments 101, but it's a very valid question. So with BCR, a chargeback and dispute mean exactly the same thing. Uh, the word chargeback has been replaced with the word dispute. So instead of sending a chargeback representment, and disputing your chargeback, now you send a dispute response, which is just a response to a dispute. So simply stated, same exact thing, there is absolutely no difference between these two words for VCR. Uh, question number two, what's the difference between allocation and collaboration? So with VCR, there's two different routes that a transaction inquiry uh, or dispute inquiry, so this means like a chargeback, uh, a customer that's calling to file a chargeback and uh, their issuer, um, let's say it's a credit card company, has to determine what kind of chargeback should I file? Should I file a chargeback with a fraud reason code or an authorization problem? So in, in that case, they're going to pick the route called allocation. 
if they're filing something for non-fraud, so to make it simple for me, I think fraud allocation, non-fraud collaboration. And for non-fraud collaboration simply means this is trying to encourage the merchant to collaborate on these details so that it can be established whether a chargeback is just. So just quickly, let me give you an example of the two. So allocation would be used if the cardholder or the, the consumer contacted their bank and said, you know, I think my card was stolen, right? So that's typical fraud and an allocation chargeback would be filed. The merchant can still respond to that dispute um, the, and it just follows a little bit different workflow. Now collaboration on the other hand, let's say the cardholder or consumer contacted their bank and said, you know what, I didn't actually receive my merchandise. Well, in this case, it goes down the collaboration route. The merchant is encouraged to respond and collaborate and say, you know, here's proof, here's evidence that the, that the merchandise was shipped, uh, for example. So question number three, why do I automatically get pre-ARBs on any fraudulent transaction uh, or fraudulent reason code? So this is a huge, a, a huge topic that gets confused quite often. So on the allocation route, which we just went over, this is fraud. So if you have a fraud chargeback that you receive as a merchant, it went down the allocation route. And if you choose to represent that chargeback, uh, or that dispute rather, then the representment is actually called a pre-arb. So you're filing a pre-arb. Now, it's very, very different from a pre-arb like a second chargeback or uh, a pre-arb that is associated with fees and fines that we're used to in the pre-VCR world. Those types of pre-arbs that are second chargebacks are only that that adds actually coming on the collaboration route. So to make it simple here, a pre-arb is going to automatically happen, but it doesn't have the same consequence that pre-arbs have had pre-VCR. It's simply, a, it's more like a status of the case if as a merchant you choose to dispute a chargeback that has a fraud reason code. And of the two types of pre-arbs, so keep in mind, you can get a pre-arb as a status saying you've chosen to represent a fraud reason code. It doesn't come with a penalty or fines or fees, but you can also have a pre-arb that is filed against you if the case goes through, goes through the collaboration route, in which case you have a dispute response and then the issuer, just like we have experienced pre-VCR, can file a pre-arb on that. So the thing with pre-arb is kind of confusing, but just keep in mind, with VCR now, merchants can file pre-arbs and issuers can file pre-arbs. The only harmful pre-arb that there is is going to be when issuers file a pre-arb, and that we know is a second chargeback, which was pre-VCR and has not changed at all on the collaboration route. So best practice of defense for merchants today. Um, we can ask this question often as well. When it comes to defending yourself in VCR, the best possible defense is taking an offense. And not just because that is our slogan, but 
but really, you know, if you if you look at, you're getting all these chargebacks. Chargebacks are they're really mistakes, they're errors, they're they're issues. You can learn more about from your mistakes and your errors than you can from your success. And most of us learn through trial and error. To be frank, so if if we look at you know how VCR has crafted uh, this new framework. It incentivizes merchants to be more proactive. It incentivizes merchants to not take a back seat, to make sure that they respond to every single chargeback and respond with either you're going to accept fault and you know accept that case and say, hey, issuer, you're right for filing this chargeback. It was legitimate fraud. I didn't ship the product, etc. Or you're going to you know refute it or file a dispute response or pre-arb. Um, but bottom line, if you don't, if you do absolutely nothing now, as a merchant, you're going to pay a fee. You're going to pay, you know, a, a, a fine for doing absolutely nothing. So being proactive has always been the best policy, and you know, it's it's actually good news that Visa is now endorsing a more proactive approach, inspiring merchants, encouraging them to contribute more data and more feedback so that issuers can be more responsible in their decisions because they'll have the feedback they need. They're not making decisions to file chargebacks in a, in a blind environment. So this is, you know, it's really about, about data and being proactive. That is absolutely the best practice uh, for merchants today, not to just avoid fees and fines, but also to help uncover things that may be causing chargebacks that they haven't been aware of. The best fraud strategy with VCR, so we get asked this in terms of allocation, you know, the fact that there's that scary word pre-arb that is now associated with the allocation route, um, that's, that's not something to be scared about. Uh, it's, it's a response, you know, your, the time frame for fraud and the number of cycles for fraud have actually reduced, which I think is a good thing. Um, so the best strategy with fraud, of course, continue to, to use a layered approach, detect as much fraud as you can, don't just wait for chargebacks to come in, but then when chargebacks do come in, make sure that you still don't, don't take the reason code for its face value. Um, it, you know, use your own due diligence, whether it's in-house or using a service like us or another company, but, you know, make sure that, that you understand, look, is this a valid chargeback or is it invalid? And even with fraud that comes through uh, the allocation route that's filed with a fraud reason code, there are still invalid cases there. Um, so make sure that you take you know, a proactive strategy with your fraud and understand um, what was true fraud and what's an invalid attempt. Feed that data back into your fraud filter so that you have a better decision engine um, and you're actually making progress from, from this data that you're receiving. And VMPI, so VMPI stands for Visa Merchant Purchase Inquiry. Uh, so we get asked, you know, how does VMPI work? This is like a new thing with Visa. Uh, so VMPI, most of us are familiar with alerts, right? We have alert networks out there and they're connected. They get a data feed from an issuer, for example, and it is kind of like a pre-chargeback notification where the merchant can refund the transaction to prevent a chargeback. So alerts have been around for quite some time. Now, if we look at VMPI, this is 
kind of similar to that. Uh, only instead of getting information from an alert network, you would get information from a partner that is integrated directly with Visa. Um, so that information is coming directly from Visa. So for example, uh, on VMPI, the process is quite similar, only using Visa. So the issuer wants to file a chargeback. The issuer uses V-Roll, which is that interface that we went over. They, they put their data into V-Roll as an example, and then Visa receives it. And let's say the merchant is enrolled for VMPI. Well, Visa would send a request for a merchant purchase inquiry. So Visa is going to send to a, to a Visa partner, and that partner would have a, a select amount of merchants that are integrated to receive the MPI. And now that partner receives that information, gets the evidence or the compelling evidence for that particular chargeback transaction, passes it back to Visa, Visa sends it to the issuer, and the chargeback is resolved, um, or the dispute is resolved prior to being a chargeback. So simply stated, you're dealing with a process where partners such as ourselves, other companies similar, or acquiring banks integrate directly with Visa so that we can receive information directly from Visa as pre-chargeback notifications. And we have the ability to supply a digital data feed directly to Visa so that Visa can send that to the issuer and help impact the decision on the chargeback. Um, so similar to an alert, only you don't have to refund the transaction, you're providing data, and Visa is helping to create a decision matrix around that data. So you can remove some of the bias. So how does a chargeback, or how does a merchant get VMPI? Um, you just have to integrate, you have to integrate with a partner. And then does VMPI work with all types of merchant accounts? This question has come to us. It was previously uh, uh, discussed, I think, when VCR first was implemented, that VMPI was strictly uh, an opportunity for digital subscription merchants. That's actually not accurate. VMPI is something that is, is it's a tool that is used, that can be used for any merchant in virtually any vertical. Um, obviously, merchants that have a high volume of chargebacks are going to benefit most. And question number 10, is it true that MasterCard is launching a VCR-like product soon? How will this affect us? Uh, so interesting question. We have, yes, MasterCard is launching a product similar to VCR. Um, funny enough, it's also called MasterCard Claims Resolution, so MCR. Uh, there is, or MCOM, um, but, but MasterCard is going about it a little bit different. So similar to VMPI, they'll be offering a tool um, that, that effectively does the same thing, only allowing merchants to integrate uh, directly with MasterCard uh, instead of requiring a partner uh, to facilitate that. So we, we look forward to a lot more news on this in October, but it's definitely exciting times for disputes and chargebacks. I think MasterCard is following suit with shortening timeframes and encouraging merchants to respond with data and documentation so that hopefully we get to a point 
where we can rectify some of these invalid chargebacks and, and do so in a more efficient process. We're probably not going to stop consumers calling their banks anytime soon. So we need to figure out plan B. How do we make the chargeback process more efficient so that we can scale, uh, especially with the growth of online transactions? So if we if we really like you know drill down into three keys to remember when it comes to VCR, um, I like to think of the acronym right VCR Visa Claims Resolution, but it also stands for um, V for VMPI major major benefit to merchants. Uh, it, it seems like only the, the larger merchants are really well aware of this and have signed up. So definitely a, a, a challenge to all merchants, especially those that are getting a lot of chargebacks, investigate if the MPI is a good solution to you um, and, and learn about that, that mechanism as a benefit from VCR. Mm. So B, VMPI Visa Merchant Purchase Inquiry gives you a way to resolve chargebacks in a pre-notification scenario. C, chargeback code changes. So I like to think of this as the three Cs, right? So we know there's been changes in nomenclature from chargeback to dispute. There's rule code changes. So there's different rules. They've removed certain reason codes. They've changed certain reason codes. Really, really important for you to understand what has happened in terms of the changes with the reason codes, because this is really, you know, the the meat and bones of how Visa is operating. Uh, if you don't know what's going on in the rules, you're you're definitely not going to uh, to be able to fare well in terms of responding to disputes and understanding the avenues that you need to take to get good results. And then R, reduce timeframes. So, you know, not only has have the merchants have reduced timeframes, uh, acquiring solutions are also going to be imposed, imposing reduced timeframes. And probably a lot, a lot more is coming in the future as the chargeback, uh, as chargeback numbers continue to grow and expand with the growth of online transactions. But issuers are also reducing their time frames. So if you look at you know, the card schemes or Visa, when they impose a reduction in time frames, that doesn't mean that everybody is going to, to receive or you know, create the same exact reduction. They're going to need to add a buffer each time. For example, Braintree, just to name one, and there's many, 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 not to single out Braintree, um, but the, the reduced time frame uh, that has been proposed by, by VCR and the acquirers that Braintree is working with as well, I'm sure have influenced their decision to require merchants to, make a, to respond to a chargeback within 72 hours. So this is actually a, a good change, you know, even though it seems ridiculous. 72 hours, that's only three days to get all of my information together to decide which cases I want to respond, put together that response. But you know what it's doing is we're creating the right type of habit. If you're a merchant, especially if you do business online and you're in the CNP environment, you really need to be much more proactive in terms of how you're handling your chargebacks. Don't take a back seat. Make sure, you know, receive the chargeback files. Make sure you know what your chargebacks are uh, in as close to real time as possible. Have a defense prepared and understand exactly where you stand. 
um, that's going to allow you to recover the most revenue, to, to get the, the most feedback, understand where your weaknesses and threats are, and, and it will actually provide some intelligence you know, that you can use in your entire organization. VCR is still new. There's a lot to learn. It's going to take time to develop. The, the goal, I think, you know, when it comes to VCR and for merchants specifically, is to just learn as much as you can about, about this process, about chargebacks, about disputes. Um, it can get a little complicated because not only do you have Visa, you have different systems and different rules for MasterCard. You also have American Express. You have Discover. You probably have a lot of other payment methods um, that you're going to have to manage. So don't be afraid to reach out to experts, um, leverage you know, different tools that are out there, uh, and, and figure out what's the best plan for your business. So conclusions before we get to our questions at the end. Um, we've had a, a high percentage of merchants that, that took this survey have shown us that there's really just not enough education about VCR and not enough awareness. This is, this is definitely a core problem um, that, that as merchants, let's, let's be more proactive and work to increase awareness. Um, even among those that are aware of VCR, most don't fully grasp what exactly it is, what it does, and frankly, the effects that VCR has on them and their business. The initial impact seems minimal. There's bugs, you know, there's software bugs. Most merchants, because they haven't delved into understanding, you know, how VCR, how they can use VCR to benefit them or understand some of the consequence, uh, merchants have taken more of a backseat approach. So with 64% believing that their scenario has stayed the same, 9% seeing that it's much better, and I will mention on the much better, this is uh, typically you know, merchants that were getting a handful of chargebacks each month. Um, because VCR has put a little bit more attention in that environment, they, they may actually see a reduction and hopefully things continue to go in the right direction. 27%, so about a third of all merchants have seen an increase in chargebacks. Um, so, you know, one of the one of the things with VCR is some processes are the, the goal is to make some processes more efficient. So when you inject more efficiency and we reduce the friction, then one of the side effects is, you know, you end up getting more chargebacks. Um, so just like, you know, on an authorization page, when you remove friction from the checkout page, you're going to get higher authorizations or you're going to get, you know, higher uh, success rates. So we really need to just keep that balance in mind. We want to remove some of the friction, make the process more efficient, but also make sure that we're, we're spending equal time challenging those chargebacks that come through. So Visa's challenge, speaking of challenge, is definitely education, making sure merchants understand the process, the positive benefits, and improving awareness of potential consequences. And last but not least, we have about 15 minutes left. Um, did we have any questions come in? Uh, yeah, we do. Um, and I just wanted to, uh, to say 
Monica went through a, a bunch of questions, and I'm sure uh, a lot of the questions that, that she asked and answered within the presentation are questions that you had. But if you had any questions that stem off of those, please uh, please ask them now. If, if we don't get to them all before the top of the hour, that's fine. We, the, uh, the queue is pretty open right now. Um, and having Monica here as a resource is, uh, is a real uh, uh, benefit for you. So if you have questions, please ask them right now. Um, we had one that came in, Monica, that said, if an allocation pre-arb is just a status, what is the terminology for fighting a second chargeback from an issuer in an allocation route? Does that make sense? Uh, yes, yeah. Um, so so okay. the thing with, and, and you know what, DJ, I wish um, in retrospect that we would have had some diagrams because I'll tell you, it's pretty challenging to make this stuff simple when it's just talking. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, so yeah, we'll we'll definitely we'll we'll add um, on our website and we'll send this to you as well some diagrams that help explain this a little bit easier. But to to answer your question, so when an issuer fights your pre-arb because the pre-arb is like a representment, then that response is called an arbitration. And with fraud, with allocation, you have one less cycle than you do on collaboration. So collaboration follows the process pre-VCR, where effectively, you know, you, you, have the you have the chargeback, then you have a representment, which is called a dispute response now, and then you have a pre-arb, and then you have arbitration on fraud. You simply have the chargeback, and then the response is called a pre-arb, and then you have arbitration. So they've, what Visa has done is they've reduced the amount of cycles, um, but it's, it's still treated the same in terms of the dispute response. Okay, um, that, oh, there we go. Nope, <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, that, that's the only question that has come in from the audience. If you do have any, please ask them. We have a few minutes and I'm gonna, uh, I have a couple of announcements. So if you have a question right at the end, feel free to uh, ask it now and we'll, we'll definitely be able to get it to you. Uh, as I mentioned before, the, uh, the, the presentation has been recorded. So if you missed any part of this, we will be uh, presenting that on cardnotpresent.com uh, and chargebacks911. An email will go out when we are ready with that uh, on those sites. So you can absolutely be looking for that. And uh, Monica, I believe the, uh, the, the research that you went through is gonna be available for folks that signed up for the webinar as well. Yes, yes. So we actually have a white paper study. So it includes um, some additional statistics that you may find helpful, um, you know, different merchant verticals, et cetera. So we'll be uh, uh, sending out that white paper study to the registrants as well. Okay, great. Uh, nothing new has come in. Uh, we, as, as Monica mentioned, the, the, the need for education on this is, is vital. Uh, we have been writing about it at uh, cardnotpresent.com. So feel free to uh, drop me a line if you have questions. Feel free to drop a line to Monica. I know she's uh, she's such a great resource on this. So um, I want to I want to thank everybody for hanging in um, past uh, almost to the to the next hour. And I want to thank Monica very very much for uh, trying to unwind a little bit of uh, of this complicated topic and one that's that's new and still evolving. So thank you so much, Monica. Uh, we appreciate having you here with us. Okay, likewise, thanks. It's always a pleasure, DJ, and have a wonderful day. Thank you for tuning in. All right. Thank you very much to everybody who hung in with us, and we will see you next time.